Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you awesome God you are, full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We bless you, almighty God, the ancient of days, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Who is like you, O Lord, our God? Amongst the gods, who can compare with you? What a privilege we have in you, everlasting Father, to be called your sons and your daughters. And tonight we bow our lives before you, O God. We want to say to you, we belong to you, O God. Make us whatever it is you've purposed in this season, O Lord our God. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you. We honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight we're going to continue praying for ourselves. And the reason is very simple. I am now very convinced, fully convinced, that everything God wants to do in the nations, in the nations, will be through you and I. So it's critical that we pray for ourselves, and by extension, we're praying for the church. We've said it over a few times over the last few weeks, that when we talk about the church, it means you and I. So we pray for ourselves, but by extension, we pray for the church. I love the way Paul puts it in Ephesians 2.20. He says, and I paraphrase, that you and I are the building blocks of the temple, with Jesus as the cornerstone. So the temple of God that he has created here on earth, our Lord and Savior Jesus is the foundation, is the cornerstone, but you and I are the building blocks that make up the temple. If the temple is going to glorify God, if the temple is going to be filled with the glory of God, then each brick in the temple must be exactly what God wants it to be. So we pray for ourselves, or rather we continue to pray for ourselves. And our first prayer tonight is taken out of a, a, a picture. I wouldn't call it a vision. It, it's a picture that was laid on my heart about this season that we're going through. In fact, it was actually a picture of the end of this period. That by the end of this 40-day period, ladies and gentlemen, none of us will remain the same. And it's not just remaining the same in terms of our, 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 our spirituality, and that's very important. We'll talk about that. But God is going to do amazing things in each one of our lives. You know, the plan of God is that through your life and my life, he will get glory in the world. That people around you will look at you. After these 40 days, they will see the glory of God, my brothers and my sisters. And that's where the first prayer point comes. Because even as I saw that picture, instantly I felt a cry rise up in my spirit. And the cry was, you know, it would be a shame, ladies and gentlemen, if at the end of 40 days, some of our lives are not changed the way God wants it to be. It would be a tragedy. 
And so the first prayer is a cry. You know, talking about crying, I, I was preparing earlier. And I was asking God, how would you want us to pray this evening? I felt the Spirit of God say, just pray from your heart. So tonight we cry out from our heart. What's the first cry? Is that, Lord, whatever you want to do with me in this season, please do. Don't pass me by in this season. As I was thinking about that prayer point, and let's look quickly at Mark chapter 10. A man who cried out to God. You know the story very well. In Mark chapter 10, I'm going to read in the TPT. From verse 46 to 52. Mark 10, 46 to 52. It says, When Jesus and his disciples had passed through Jericho, a large crowd joined them. Upon leaving the village, they met a blind beggar sitting on the side of the road named Timai. Um, That's the Aramaic of uh, Bartimius, the son of Timai. Incidentally, um, I I found out that that name means a privileged one the name of this person that was a beggar. In the same way that you and I are privileged in God. But it says, when he heard that Jesus from Nazareth was passing by, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me now in my affliction. He says, heal me. Those in the crowd were indignant and scolded him for making so much of a disturbance. But he kept shouting with all his might, Son of David, have mercy on me now and heal me. What was happening, ladies and gentlemen? He was crying because he recognized the the privileged occasion that was happening, that Jesus was passing by. In the same way, ladies and gentlemen, we have this distinct privilege of being called into a place of prayer and fasting over 40 days because God wants to do something in your life. May this season not pass you and I by. I want you to lift up your voices, my brothers and sisters, and just cry out to God, Lord, Savior, don't pass me by in this season. Whatever you want to do, do with me. Have mercy on me. If there's anything that would disqualify me, oh God, let your mercy overshadow. Can we lift up our voices and begin to cry out to God? Savior, Savior. You know, as, you, as, you, as you're praying, just keep praying as you're praying. You, you know, the song that, that came to my mind was Savior, Savior. Whilst all that others. Oh, do not pass me by. Do not pass me by in the season, oh God. Oh God, have mercy, have mercy, oh God. Whatever you want to do, do in my life. If there's anything that would disqualify me from what you're planning to do, oh Lord, let your mercy overshadow let the blood of Jesus Christ overshadow God. Can somebody cry from the bottom of their heart? You will not miss what God wants to do in your life in this season. Whatever will hinder your work in my life in this season. Lord, let it be removed, O God. In the same way that the crowd were trying to hinder Bartimaeus from getting to the Savior. But he cried out regardless, Savior, Savior, have mercy, have mercy on me. Oh, Magali Bashan de Bosonto. Oh, Magali Bashan de Bosonto. 
Father, I yield myself to you in this season, oh God. My brothers and my sisters, we yield ourselves to you. We're saying, have your way, have your way in our lives. Oh, Savior. Do not pass me by in this season, O oh God. Father, whatever I need to do, help me to do. Whatever I need to change, help me to change, O oh God, so that you would have your way, O oh God. Maribate tete de bosotoro boskele de boskele bo. Haribate, haribate, haribate kete le de bosondoro bo. Oh, do not pass me by. Do not pass me by, O oh God. Do not pass me by, O oh God. Let none of my brothers and my sisters miss what you are doing in this season, O oh God. Ikalo totoro bosoto. Oh, shababa sanda. We come as empty vessels, O oh God. Empty vessels, O oh God. Bring out new wine out of each one of us, O oh God. Oh, we bless you, O oh God. We bless you, O oh Lord God Almighty. Savior, Savior, Savior. Have mercy on my brothers, my sisters, and myself, O oh God. Let none of us miss what you're doing, O oh God. Have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy, O oh God. Spirit of the living God. In the same way that you alighted on all the disciples when they gathered at Pentecost. The Bible says that upon each one of them, a tongue of fire rested. Let your tongue of fire rest on each one of us, O God. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you, O Lord God Almighty. Thank you, O Lord our God. Thank you, O Lord. Verse 49 of Mark chapter 10. Jesus stopped and said, call him here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know before, I'm sure you know already. But if you did not know, God called this fast. I hope you know that. It's so clear to me now that this was part of God's plan from the beginning of time because he particularly wanted to do this work in each one of us. So the Bible says, Jesus says, call him here. In the same way that God has called us to him in the spirit. So they went to the blind man and said, have courage. And have courage, my brothers and sisters. He says, get up, Jesus is calling you. Verse 50. So he threw off his beggar's cloak, jumped up and made his way to Jesus. And then verse 51, and this is our next prayer. Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Ladies and gentlemen, if I stop there and just said to you, God, God's asking, what, does, what, do you, what do you want him to do for you? We would be forgiven if we quickly said to God, 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 uh, you know, I need a new house. I, 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 I need a mortgage. I need a wife, I need a child, I need, I need whatever. Because those are normal, natural things. But that's not what God is doing in this season. These things that we want, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, they will be added unto you. 
let just let God do what he wants to do in our lives. Everything else will be added. He says, what do you want me to do for you? The man replied, my master, please let me see again. I want us to cry out to God. Remember, we're crying from our hearts tonight. I want us to cry out to God to say, Lord, I want to see you again. I want to see you in, in, in your full splendor. I, wa I want to really know who you are. Do you know, as I was preparing, I felt in my spirit that somebody should pray that before the end of these 40 days, you will have an encounter with God. You will have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life forever. But it's not just seeing God. There's a dimension to seeing God that is so critical for us at this point in time. It is that as we see God, the fear of God will also come upon us like never before. There's a story in Acts chapter 5. You all know the story. I read it again and I just felt the Spirit of God speak to me through the scriptures. In Acts chapter 5, I paraphrase uh, for, for speed. Ananias and Sapphira, two, 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 two members of the church, two, two, two members of the church, they, they, they saw how the church was coming together to sell things and bring money just to make sure that everybody else uh, had their bit. Let me read. It says, they conspired secretly. This is verse 2. They conspired secretly to keep back for themselves a portion of the proceeds. So when Ananias brought the money to the apostles, it was only a portion of the entire sale. God revealed their secret to Peter. So he said to him, Ananias, why did you let Satan fill your heart and make you think you could lie to the Holy Spirit? You only pretended to give it all, yet you hid back part of the proceeds from the sale of your property to keep for yourselves. Before you sold it, wasn't it yours to sell or to keep? And after you sold it, wasn't the money entirely at your disposal? How could you plot such a thing in your heart? You haven't lied to people. You've lied to God. The Bible says the moment Ananias heard these words, he fell over dead. Everyone was terrified when they heard what happened. Some young men came in, removed the body, and buried him. Three hours later, his wife came into the room with no clue what had happened to her husband. Peter said to her, tell me, where the two of you paid this amount for the sale of your lands? Sapphira said, yes, that's how much it was. Peter told her, why have you agreed to test the spirit of the Lord? I hear the footsteps of those who buried your husband at the door. They're coming here to bury you too. At that moment, she dropped dead at Peter's feet. You know, these are the scriptures you read when you are grateful for the blood of Jesus. You are grateful for the mercy that comes from the throne of grace. You know where we can approach him uh, uh, boldly. To receive mercy and grace. Otherwise, many of us would have fallen dead many times. But this is where I'm going, ladies and gentlemen. When the young man came in, she was already dead. So they carried her out and buried her next to her husband. Verse 11. The entire church was seized with a powerful sense of the fear of God, which came over all who heard what had happened. The fear of God gripped their hearts. It wasn't being afraid of God. It was suddenly understanding and appreciating who this God is. And that's what the fear of God is about. It's about regarding God appropriately. 
Seeing God in His true splendor, understanding His holiness, respecting God, doing the things that please God. That's what the fear of God is about, ladies and gentlemen. So when we say we want to see God, it's not just seeing God for sin's sake. It's to see God in His full splendor. And what must come out of that is the fear of God. Let me read one more scripture and then we'll pray. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 6. Hallelujah. The prophet Isaiah, he'd been going about doing what he was doing in the same way that we've been coming to church for some over many, many, many years. For some, a few months. He'd been doing what he was doing, but he says, It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne. Don't mark those words. He saw the Lord. And that's what we're praying for. That God will open our eyes to see the Lord. He says, I saw the Lord sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. Oh, I, I wish I could read this in the, in the Passion Translation. Let me read it in the pa Passion Translation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, standing above him, were the angels of flaming fire, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces in reverence. With two wings, they covered their feet. And with two wings, they flew. And one called out to another saying, holy, holy, holy. Ladies and gentlemen, when Isaiah says he saw the Lord, he saw the holiness of God. And that's what we're praying for. That God will open our eyes in this season to really see God as he is. So that we can regard, regard God as we should. So that we can do the things that are pleasing to God. Can we lift up our voices and just say, Lord, open my eyes. Jesus says, what do you want? What do you want me to do? My prayer, my brothers, my sisters, is that God will open my eyes to see God. That I will have an encounter with God. And then as I see God, I start to appreciate the holiness of God, the awesomeness of God. So that the fear of God will grip my heart again. Can somebody cry out to God? Oh God. Oh God. Let the fear of you grip my heart again, O oh God. Let it grip the heart of your church, O oh God. Masuka leba shekele debo. Medede de debo sonto ni kalaba. Eriba so rakata laba shente. Medede de de ke debo rukosondo. Meketele debo skorobosondo. Oh, madita luma shikala rabasanda. Eh, rakoto robosi kele debo shkarabasanda. Oh, open my eyes, oh God. Open my eyes, oh God. Open my eyes, oh God. I want to see, oh God. I don't want to make you too small in my eyes, oh God. I want to regard you as you really are, oh God. I want to be in awe of you, oh God, and tremble at your presence, oh God. Ashima kolo Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, I want to see your God. I want to see your God. 
I want to have an encounter with you, O God, that will change my life forever for good, O God. Holy, holy, holy God. Holy, holy God. Help me to appreciate your holiness, O God. Help me to respect and regard your holiness, O God. Father, let your church be gripped with the fear of you once again, O God, so that your church can treat you the way that we're supposed to. Oh, oh, we bless you, O Lord. The fear of you, O God. The fear of you, O God. The awesome regard of you. So that we can see you the way you truly are, O God. Oh, we bless you, Almighty Father. Oh, Jehovah, we honor you. Father, Lord God Almighty, let your people be gripped by the fear of you, O God, so that we can treat you appropriately, O Lord God Almighty. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I could talk about the fear of God for, for the next 30 minutes. Because it makes a big difference in our lives, ladies and gentlemen. When we have the fear of God gripping our hearts, it determines how we treat God. It determines how we treat other people. Because when we fear God, we want to please God in all the things that we do. That's why the fear of God is so critical to come back to his church. And remember what I said at the beginning. God wants to use his church to change the nations. But we first have to become the people that he created in the first place. The Bible says in Isaiah, still reading Isaiah, verse 3. Let me start from verse 2. Standing above him were the angels of flaming fire. Please note that. Incidentally, the seraphims, the word seraphim actually means a fiery, burning fire. So the, the, the seraphims that guarded the presence of God were burning fires. Protecting the holiness of God. It says, each with six wings, with two wings they cover their faces in reverence. With two wings they covered their feet, and with two wings they flew. And one called out to another saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, commander of angel armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The thunderous voice of the fiery angels caused the foundations of the thresholds to tremble as the cloud of glory filled the temple. Then I stammered and said, woe is me, I'm destroyed. You know, that's what happens when we get a, a, a true revelation of God. We see our filthiness, we see our wrongdoing. But it also stares us in the right direction, so we start to do things properly. He says, I'm destroyed, doomed as a sinful man. For my words are tainted, and I live among people who talk the same way. Oh. King Yahweh, commander of angels' armies, my eyes have gazed upon you. Verse 6. This is where I'm going. Then out of the smoke, one of the angels of fire flew to me. 
He had in his hands a burning coal he had taken from the altar with tongues. He touched my lips with it and said, See, the burning coal from the altar has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is blotted. For Isaiah, he needed the burning coal to cleanse him of his sins. For us, ladies and gentlemen, aren't you grateful that the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all of your sins? But we still need the burning coal. You know what for? For us, ladies and gentlemen, it is to set us on fire for God. And that's our next prayer point. Do you know, if there's something I've been praying every day since the beginning of this fast, is that God will set me on fire again. And I hope you'll pray that prayer, that he'll bring a new passion into our hearts, a passion for God, a passion for the things of God like never before. If we're truthful to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, if we're truthful to ourselves, a lot of us don't have the passion like we did before. But in this season, the burning coal from the presence of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and bring that passion for God back into your life again. Let me read a scripture and then we'll pray. Luke chapter, Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 12, I think it's 12. Luke, Luke chapter 12, yes, Luke chapter 12, in verse, verse 49, still in the Passion Translation. This is what Jesus says, Luke 12, 49, and this is our third prayer point. In verse 49, Jesus says, he says, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it was it were already ablaze with fairy passion for God. The fire that Jesus is talking about equates to a fairy passion for God, ladies and gentlemen. Can somebody cry out that the fire of God by his spirit will come upon you again so that you have a fairy passion of God. The church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ needs to have that fairy passion for God. Can somebody cry out to God? Go, go on, cry out to God. Malete Oh God, you did it for Isaiah. You touched his tongues with flaming fire. Touch my tongues, oh God. Touch my heart, oh God. Set me a place for you again, oh God. Mashando la kotoroboso. Eh, ali kotono batenda li batekete bosonto. Meshi kete rebosko. Arukoto lodobosikalaba. Eri andele rebosikere bosonto. Batekere bosonto. Raba batekete rebosikere bosonto. Oh, set me on fire, O God. Set me on fire, O God. I don't want to be lukewarm anymore, God. Oh, Bakika Karabasanda. A fire passion for my God. Eliado Tolo Boshke. Oh, Oh, 
Oh, machika loto robo soto robo shud. Machaka la bashad. Eli basse que tu le bosh ki ni bosoto. Yes, oh God. Makete le bosoto. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Makele de bosh. Please come, 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 Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come in your fire, oh God. Come, Holy Spirit. Wherever my brothers are, all over the world, let your flaming fire come upon someone tonight, oh God. And set us ablaze again. Ite talodo boshimu, ori baseke lele boshi tele bosu. Ale katu na rabasanje lele boshi kere bosu. Oli tele lele boshi kere bosu. O dada rabasanje lele bosu. Ede bosu toro bosu toro bosu toro bosu. A passion for your name, O God. A passion for your name, O God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Bele tele boshi kuto. O sata. Fall in this place, O God. Fall in this place, O God. Fall in this place, O God. Oh, fall in this place, O God. Atitarabase ketele de bosh karabasuke. Oh, shandalarabase kete bosh. Jele de bosh kalindele de bosh sondorobuske. Rekakari brakatele de bosh kele de bosh shanda. Jele de bosh kele de bosh karabasundorobusundo. Ibata namase ketele mushke de bosh. Eribasanto no mushkele de bosh. Oh, rabababarabase. Oh, God, have your way, have your way. Have your way, O oh God. Have your way. Have your way, O oh God. Spirit of God, fall upon my brothers. Fall upon my sisters. Wherever anyone is, O oh God, today we cry out for you. Oh, Spirit of God, come, come, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us, O oh God. Fall, fall afresh upon us, O oh God. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. You know, talking about, talking about fiery passion of God, my heart was drawn to a scripture. Please note this scripture just to pray. If you can, pray it every day. Leviticus chapter 6, verses 12 and 13 in the New Living Translation. Leviticus chapter 6. He says, meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Verse 13, remember, and please, I, I, I wish I could come close to you and just say remember. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. That's the plan of God for you and I. I want to encourage you as many times as you remember, just pray that prayer every day. That Lord, this fire that you're lighting in me, it must never go out again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Third prayer point. Remember, we started like Batmir saying, we want to see God. He says to Batmir, what do you want me to do? He says, I want to see you. I want to see you, oh God. When we see God, the first thing that happens is the fear of God. Remember? Because you now suddenly start to appreciate God in his might. But the other thing that also happens, ladies and gentlemen, is that if we really have an encounter, a true encounter with God, the love of God grips our hearts as well. And I want us to pray for this love. Let me 
talking about passion, um, and then I, I'll, I'll read the scripture that we're going to pray with very quickly. In Acts chapter 9, the, the, as I was reading the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9, I, do you know, I was amazed. You all know the story of Saul. He, one minute he was persecuting the Christians, and, and then the next minute he has an encounter. May you have an encounter with God in this 40-day period. He had an encounter. He was knocked off his horse. God, Jesus introduced himself to him, and then he then gets saved. He gets saved because Jesus says to him, uh, sorry, Jesus says to Ananias, go to uh, Saul. I've chosen him as my servant. Lay your hands on him, blah, blah, blah. So verse 9, <laughs> sorry, chapter 9, verse, verse, verse 8. He says, after, after, after Ananias had prayed for him, he says, Saul stood to his feet, and even though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. He was blind. Remember, we started from the place of blindness, asking to see God. So the men took him by the hand and led him to Damascus. But then, what happens after Ananias prayed for him and the believers prayed for him? Verses 18 to 20, and this really freaked me out. It says, all at once... The crusty substance that was over Saul's eyes disappeared, and he could see perfectly. May you see perfectly. He says, immediately he got up and was baptized. Verse 19, after eating a meal, his strength returned. Verse 20, within the hour. <laughs> I wish somebody can say within the hour. It says, within the hour, he was in the synagogues preaching about Jesus and proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God. What a passion. That's the kind of passion that, that, that God wants from us. But then somebody might say, oh, this was the beginning of uh, Paul's ministry. You know, he'd just gotten saved. He was passionate and all that. But ladies and gentlemen, let me just read this other scripture to you. You know the scripture very well. This is towards the end of Paul's ministry. He started his ministry with that fiery passion. By the time he was ending his ministry in Philippians, Philippians was the last book Paul wrote before he, he was killed. In Philippians, let me find it. In Philippians chapter 3, you know the story, or rather you know the scripture. In verse 10 it says, My determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. His passion did not wane at all from beginning to the end. May that be our portion, ladies and gentlemen. I want us to pray that God will rekindle his love, the passion for his love in our hearts. That you and I will start to love God like we did at the beginning. At any time I read this scripture in Revelations, uh, time, I, I know our time is fast spent. Uh, Revelations chapter 3. Every time I read the scripture, sorry, chapter 2. Every time I read the scripture, it always pierces my heart. This is Jesus writing to the church. He says from verse 2, I know all that you've done for me. You have worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles and prove they are not, for they were imposters. I also know how you have bravely endured trials, all the things you do in the church. But verse 4 says, but I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Can somebody cry out to God and say, please rekindle my passionate love for you. 
Rekindle my passionate love for you. Go on, let's cry out to God. This is part of the work that God is doing in this season. Remember, He's changing us and molding us into the people that He wants us to be. So that at the end of this period, when we step out on the behalf of God, we're representing God appropriately. Oh God, rekindle, rekindle the passionate love for you in my heart. Spirit of God, this is our prayer. This is our cry, oh God. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Remember, all these prayer points are to take home with us to continue to pray because time just does not permit. Colossians chapter 3. What God expects, ladies and gentlemen, is that as we passionately love him, there will be an automatic outflow of his love through us to other people around us. That's why he says constantly that what pleases God is to love God and to love others as well. And in this season, remember we prayed that whatever God wants to do in our lives, he should do. By the end of these 40 days, none of you and I will remain the same. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Let me read it in the New Living Translation. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you remember he loves us, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, above all, Clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. You know, your clothes are like your identity. And what God is saying is that if we clothe ourselves with the love that emanates from God, when people see us, they will automatically see the love of God. Can somebody just pray that for a minute? And just say, Lord God Almighty, let the, 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 the passion of my love for you, let it translate and transmit to people around me as well. Let me be a true example of who you are, O oh God. When people see me, let them see you. When people see me, let them experience the love, oh God, that is on your heart for every, every, everyone in humanity. Oh, Father, we bless you. We bless you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want us to pray this prayer points very quickly. In the next three minutes that we have. Psalm 25. Psalm 25. And then we will end. Psalm 25. Hallelujah. I'm going to read verses 12 to 15 in the New Living Translation. Who are those who fear the Lord? Remember, everything we've prayed today is about seeing God out of which will come the fear of God and the love of God. If we have, if the body of Christ had the fear of God and the love of God, I, 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 I guarantee you we will change the world around us. 25 verse 12, it says, Who are those who fear the Lord? 
He will show them the path they should choose. That's one prayer point. You can pray that, that God will show you the path to choose. Verse 13, they will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. That's another prayer point. Verse 14, the Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. That's another prayer point. But where I'm going is verse 15. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. I want you to please cry out in the next minute that God, God will rescue you from every trap the enemy is setting before you. You know why I say this? The enemy, I think Pastor Aku said this either yesterday or one of the days. The enemy can see. He has an idea of what's going to happen to you by the end of these 40 days. He knows your life is not going to be the same again. So guess what? He's setting traps. He's setting traps. None of those traps will prevail in your life. Can you pray that prayer very quickly? That Lord, Lord God, rescue me from every trap of the enemy. Rescue me from every trap, every trap of the enemy. Whatever the enemy is planning, rescue me, rescue me. Oh, patush kelerebos kalabashanda. Erede kerebro toliante. Jamotosh kelerebos korobosundu. Oh, bashe ketelerebosheti. Oh, makandarabab. Machine delebo. In Psalm 34, it says, Masheto lorobosh kerebosundurbu. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a God. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. The angel of the Lord surrounds and, and defends all who fear him. My brother, my sister, the Lord will defend you. And then lastly, as we end, I'd like us to just pray verse 9 of Psalm 34. I started reading from verse 6 of Psalm 34 in the Living Translation. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a God. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Incidentally, Father, we ask that you protect us from this persistent scourge of COVID, oh God. We ask that your blood will constantly be a mark upon us to just protect us, oh God, and give your angels charge to surround us in Jesus' name. Verse 9, and we end. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Those who fear him will have all they need. Remember what I said at the beginning. If we, do, if we allow God to do what he wants to do, all the things that we are asking for, they will fall into place. But for a minute, we've already overrun by a minute, but just for one minute, can you just speak to God? You can speak to God clearly and just say, this is your word, that all those who fear you, you will meet all their needs. They will have all they need. What do you need, my brother, my sister? We started off by saying, our first need is to see God. We wanted to see God. We wanted the fear of God, the fire of God to grip our hearts. But then God is saying, what do you need? And he'll meet your need. Whatever those needs are, the Lord will meet those needs. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. And we honor you. We give you glory, O oh God. There's no one that is like you. None that is like you, O oh God. Lord God Almighty, we're assured by your word that everything that we have cried out to you tonight, you have heard and you will do, O oh God. 
because it aligns with your will, what you want us to be. Once again, we say, have your way in our lives. Blessed be your name, O God. Hallelujah. There was, a, there was a prayer point I wanted to pray as laid on my heart, but time doesn't permit. I'll just give you the scripture and you can pray this at home. Amos chapter 9. This is what God laid on my heart. That part of the work God is doing in this season is the work of restoration. He says, in that day, I will restore the fallen house of David. You know, the house of David represents the church. I will restore everything that needs restoring, God will restore in your life. Everything that needs restoring, God will restore in the church. He says, I will repair its damaged walls. From the ruins, I will rebuild it and restore its former glory. Pray that prayer, ladies and gentlemen, because God will bring his glory back into your life again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just to say, tomorrow, we're uh, sharing communion tomorrow evening. Um, so wherever you are at home, you want to prepare your, your elements to represent the body of Christ and the, and the blood. And any of you that are coming tomorrow, the uh, wafers will be here. And then as we say every evening, please, you're welcome to sow a seed as you come, as you come before God, whether you're at home, whether you're here. Um, let's just honor God with our seed. Let's be grateful to God for our seed. And please keep praying this prayers. Keep praying this prayers. The Lord will do amazing things in all of our lives. And by the end of this period, none of us will remain the same. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and have a wonderful night. God bless you.